Monday, August 31st, 2020. Standing outside, listening to the cicadas. Thinking of my buddy, Elias, up in New York, who loves them. Before I start with episode 17, I wanted to respond to an inquiry I got about episode, I guess it was episode 11, and I mentioned base 10 math being the reason that we have decades, um, that we count things in groupings of 10, and the reason for base 10 math is that we have 10 fingers, and that's how counting was done for a long time, and I guess probably everybody doesn't know what base 10 math, but in short... If we had eight fingers, we would have a numbering system that might go something like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. Eleven, twelve, etc., etc. There would be no eight and nine, and ten would be like eight, just called something different. But that's that's the notion of base ten math and why we count things in tens so frequently. So yesterday, the CDC announced that 6% of all fatalities in the United States out of this 183,000 tallied fatalities were patients that presumably passed from COVID-19 because they had zero other comorbidities or underlying issues. And the 94% that did have comorbidities, the average was 2.6 comorbidities per patient. So we're dealing, obviously, generally speaking, with the infirm and frail. I've oftentimes wondered why we didn't know until sometime in May why this was the trend with the possible exception of Italy. It was almost like Italy, it was attacking the elderly and everywhere else, we weren't quite sure what the, uh, what the profile of the patients were in the aggregate anyway. Here in the United States, we have about 2.1 million people that live in assisted living facilities, nursing homes, things of that nature. That 2.1 million is about 6% of our population, but that demographic represents over 50% of all fatalities nationally. You have isolated pockets like New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. Those three states represent about 10% of our population, but over 40% of the fatalities. At least that was the case a couple or a few weeks ago. I haven't looked at it today. One of my closest friends, father, who's in his 80s, was recently diagnosed with COVID-19 and rushed to the hospital. And while he does have some comorbidities that are really connected to his, his brain and nervous system, doesn't have any of the list that seem to be triggers or problems. And just a few days later, he was discharged, doing fine. So today, and what prompted me to run this episode quickly is I literally heard on the radio as I was getting to my destination, 
that so far, quote unquote, 183,000 Americans have died from COVID-19 so far. And we have known from the get-go that where public health officials told us in March, April, very early, that even with cases that, for example, a hospice, uh, a hospice patient that may have been given a couple of weeks to live and transferred into hospice, diagnosed or pet tested positive rather with COVID-19, they're counted in that 183,000. So they've been very open about this. It was a system designed for speed to track the, the spread of, of the virus. But in terms of what that's really meant in terms of fatalities, we're dealing with, with bad numbers. Take the 6% that the CDC announced yesterday. And it's not exactly what they said, but let's just assume that 6%, because there aren't an average of 2.6 other comorbidities, is the actual number or percentage rather of fatalities of those who have actually died from or of COVID-19, not with it. If 6% is a good number, we're looking at about 10,000 fatalities with or from, or pardon me, not with or from, from or of COVID-19 in the country. In Walton County, it's a very small sample. In the panhandle of Florida, they have been tracking this notion of with or of. 18 fatalities in that county as of a day or two ago anyway. 10 were early on in a retirement home or a nursing home. And three out of the 18, they say, were from or of COVID-19. It's about 16 and two thirds percent. And if we use the 16 and two thirds percent extrapolated across the 183,000 nationally, we get a figure of 30,500 fatalities, not 183,000. I don't know what the national number is, and one fatality is too many. But when we look in the rearview mirror at the shutdowns and the effects in so many aspects of our lives, the question becomes at what cost? There was, of course, a financial incentive. I believe it was $13,000 for a COVID 19 positive patient in hospitals initially. And if that patient sadly wound up on a ventilator, that number tripled to 39,000. And what, what else were we to do? Hospitals were shut down for anything not even remotely essential. And so we could flatten the curve and not, not uh, overstress or overstrain our healthcare infrastructure when it came to COVID-19. It's been an election year, obviously, still in the middle of this. And to some extent, this thing has been a political football, which is truly unfortunate. And I'm watching kids in virtual school sitting all day long in front of a computer while the number of cases of transmission from a child to an adult worldwide that are documented currently stands at zero. I have a 12-year-old in PE for the last class of the day, the last period of the day, which extends Ironically, his time in front of a computer, and he's a club soccer athlete. He almost doesn't need, he doesn't need PE in the first place. I have a 17-year-old going to school after school. 
like literally going to school to spend time with friends and try to enjoy their senior year. I don't know how to end this. I guess except to say I'm so sad for those families who have been profoundly affected by this pandemic, whether it be directly associated to the virus and to COVID-19 itself or to the dynamic that ensued as we all tried to fight it. Hoping things will get better very soon. Make it a great day. Episode footnote out walking in the park, still listening to cicadas tonight. And actually listened to this episode and caught a pretty big mistake at the beginning. I had a verbal typo, I guess. I misspoke. The 2.1 million citizens in assisted living and nursing homes represent 0.6% of the population, yet still over 50% of the fatalities. I said 6% in the episode, probably because the CDC's 6% announcement over the weekend was stuck in my head. But uh, apologies for the typo, or the verbal typo. Make it a great day. Not-so-random thoughts from a grateful mind and soul. Hopefully with a dose of pragmatically positive perspective and prognostication that may or may not be of use somewhere else in the universe. I'm big on gratitude, so thank you for listening. I'm big on latitude, so never stop contemplating, prognosticating, learning, and growing. I'm big on attitude, so maintain a pragmatically positive perspective. And today is a great day to be alive. Seize it.